So I hope you're all feeling rested and well and alert and ready to practice. And if not, I hope you can meet that with the kind curiosity that I just mentioned. So we're orienting to the non-judgmental aspect of mindfulness that I briefly mentioned last night. And for myself, I woke up this morning feeling quite delighted, you know, hearing the chorus of the birds. The bird life here is fantastic. And then just smelling that fresh gum-scented air that I haven't smelt for two whole years. Whew, so refreshing. And then seeing the sunlight filtering through the trees and the beautiful landscaped grounds here, knowing that I have eight whole days to be on retreat with you all. What a gift we have for ourselves, for each other. So this morning we're going to continue the process that we began last night that I named in the retreat description as healing the heart, refining the mind, finding freedom. And that's just one way of framing the purpose of the type of meditation that we'll be doing here. The specific type of meditation we're practicing is insight meditation or vipassana to use the Pali word. And just to say a little bit about why I sometimes use Pali words alongside the English ones, partly it's because as these teachings are becoming more mainstream, the way they're often translated into English, it can lose some of the depth, some of the nuances of that the Pali meanings carry. So although at first it might take a little bit more effort to learn what these terms are referring to, as you get used to them, as you get familiar with them, you'll start to develop that deeper understanding of what they mean in actual practice. Another reason for using uh, Pali for some of the key terms is that I know some of you have practiced in different traditions. You've used to different approaches to meditation. Might be explained using different English terms. But in fact, they're referring to the same Pali word. So for example the word I used a moment ago, vipassana. Vipassana is a Pali word usually translated into English as insight. So that's the type of meditation we're practicing here. Vipassana literally means seeing clearly. Seeing clearly. How do we do that? We do it by cultivating mindfulness as we started to do last night. So mindfulness is fully knowing what our experience is, meeting it with awareness, with kindness, so that we can live our lives with less stress, less distress, less suffering, and instead cultivate ease, happiness, peace, freedom. So that's a one-second description of a whole lifetime of practice. And I want to emphasize this is a long-term process. So don't feel like you have to instantly understand all of the teachings we'll be exploring here. We can think of this retreat as a kind of a journey. We're following a path. And that path is traditionally known as the Noble Eightfold Path in the context of the Buddha's teachings. 
And for now, just to say that like any journey, our progress along the path happens gradually in stages. And every stage of the development of insight is grounded in mindfulness. So there are a lot of nuances to this term, mindfulness. But just as a simple definition to get us started, knowing what we're experiencing as we're experiencing it, and knowing that we know. And it's important that that knowing is non-judgmental and non-reactive. So it simply opens to whatever is happening without getting entangled in our usual habits of liking it or disliking it, wanting it or not wanting it. So there's an objective quality to mindfulness. However, might sound simple, but not many of us can tell ourselves at the start of a retreat, okay, let's be mindful now, continuously, moment to moment, throughout the whole day for the next eight days without the attention wandering at all. Well, maybe I'm projecting. That's true for me. How about any of you? You've been on retreat before, right? Not so easy. Most of us have very strongly ingrained habits of not being mindful. So it is a practice. We call this a practice. It's a practice to develop awareness. And over time, it does become more and more our, our default setting of our hearts and minds and of how we relate to the world. So it's a training, and it starts as a gradual process with very simple aspects of our experience, bringing mindfulness to the breath and to the body. And then we slowly bring in more and more complex aspects of our experience, such as our thoughts and emotions, until eventually we're able to be mindful of every aspect of our lives. This is the gradual training that's laid out in the Satipatthana Sutta, which is usually translated into English as the four establishments of mindfulness, the four foundations of mindfulness. And all of the different practices toward us insight practice come from this key discourse. So over this retreat, we're going to be doing a little tour of some of those key techniques from the discourse. So mindfulness, sati is the Pali word. And there are a few aspects of this Pali word that I'd like to highlight because they sometimes get lost, again, in the mainstream translations of it. So sati literally means to remember. Not so much remembering the past, but remembering to be present now. And another word for remembering in English is recollecting or recollecting recollecting or gathering our attention into our present moment experience. So then we start to hear that sati is also about bringing the mind back from its usual scattered, distracted state to a state of more collectedness, more wholeness, more completeness. So we could think of this as the full part of mindfulness. So, for example, in relation to mindfulness of breathing, the English monk Ajahn Suchito talks about letting the breath fill the mind. 
So there's no room in the mind for anything else but the breath. So in the context of insight practice, mindfulness is practice to develop wisdom. It's not simply about getting more calm or less stressed. And what we're seeing with our insight is what's actually going on in our inner experience. Seeing those patterns of where, when, how, and why we get caught up in various kinds of reactivity, get caught in clinging, get caught in resisting. And once we see those patterns clearly, we can understand how to release them and instead know ease and happiness and peace. So sati, mindfulness, is a capacity to be present with our experience instead of getting lost in reactivity to it. So we need to bring mindfulness continually to our experience, which sounds easy. But just to name, for example, when we practice something like mindfulness of breathing, I think of it almost as a setup, because when we hear mindfulness of breathing, it implies we just lock the intention on the breath boom, from the moment the meditation starts until, ping, 45 minutes later the bell rings. So I, t I in some ways, prefer to think of mindfulness of breathing as mindfulness of thinking with breathing, because that's actually more realistic, right? Again, I don't think that's just me. So thinking of it as mindfulness of breathing and thinking is more realistic about our actual experience. And that's why I said last night, simply beginning again is the practice. We begin by bringing awareness to the breath and bringing it back to the breath to stabilize and steady the mind into another really crucial quality of the mind. And that is samadhi in Pali, usually translated into English as concentration. And it's this quality of samadhi that gives us the steadiness, the stability, the non-distractedness to keep being with our experience. So we need both sati and samadhi, mindfulness and steadiness of mind, working together for the practice to deepen. And in the text, these two are spoken about as like two hands washing each other. So we get a sense of that they're inseparable and we need both for the full effects of the practice. So some of you are familiar with that term samadhi as often translated as concentration. I tend to not use that term because in English, what does concentration sound like? Yep. Burrowed brow, fixed, tight, narrow attention. And that very tensing and tightening of the mind gets in the way of true samadhi because true samadhi or steadiness comes from gently letting go of whatever is not the object of our meditation. So we're looking for a relaxed diligence here. So in the beginning we practice mindfulness of breathing 
to develop sati and samadhi together so that they mutually reinforce and support each other. One of the benefits of working with the breath is that it's always available as a meditation object. If we're alive, we're breathing, therefore we have an opportunity to train in mindfulness. And we call the breath to begin with our anchor or our primary object. And we keep coming back to this primary object whenever the mind has wandered. And it's that repeatedly, kindly, gently coming back that helps deepen the steadiness of the mind. The second benefit of working with the breath is that it's always in the present moment. You can only be aware of the sensations now. 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 Unlike the mind, thinking is often getting lost in the past or fixating on the future. When we're present with the breath, we are here, we are now. And there's a simplicity and an ease to just being with the sensations of each in-breath and each out-breath. Those of you who practice with Bhikkhu Analio, the German scholar-monk meditator, you know how he emphasizes the subtle pleasantness of simply being present. So we can start to look out for that, to get used to that, to acquire the taste for that subtle pleasantness of simply being present. And the third benefit of the breath is it has a rhythm to it. It flows in and out and it's constantly changing in quite subtle ways. And that rhythm is calming for most people. And so the more we stay steady and present with the breath, usually the quieter the mind gets. And as the mind becomes less agitated, the body relaxes more fully and then the mind can calm down even more. So right there, there's an important insight. The interconnection between body and mind. So the more we can calm down and still the body, the more the mind calms down and stills too. And sati and samadhi start to work together. So I'd like to offer a guided meditation now just to help us start strengthening those two qualities of sati, mindfulness, samadhi, steadiness of mind. 